welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Welcome to the season premiere of our second season, Whole Food Cooking and Non-Toxic Living. I am excited to jump into this topic that has been a primary interest, focus, study, and application of mine for the last four years. As I sit here recording this episode, I am breathing in my beautiful non-toxic beeswax candle, and I am sipping my favorite anti-inflammatory hot cocoa drink. Stick around to the end of the episode if you are curious about that recipe, because it is delicious. So before we get into each uh, each episode and season or each episode topic, I really wanted to say a few things before we get started. I have learned so much over my own journey in this area, and I'm still learning, adapting, and growing. I am not a doctor, nutrition expert, or dietitian. So in this season, if you feel so inspired, motivated, or encouraged enough to pursue any of these areas, please do seek out someone to partner with you. Someone like a physician or a practitioner, chiropractor, dietitian, whoever that you might know. They have the experience and backing and full breadth of resources to help you. I am simply sharing my personal experience, what I have learned and the tips I have for you. Secondly, I am going to try Uh, or I'm going to very much stay away from talking about whole food cooking and non-toxic living as a savior. We are all human and pursuing non-toxic living will not make you superhuman, unable to get sick and live the longest life possible. Our days are numbered, as scripture says, and we live unto the Lord first, not unto perfect health. That is not the goal of anyone's life or should be. The goal of anyone's life is to have perfect health because to be human is to be sick. To be human is to um, get sick, to have things happen to us. Um, We are given this information, I think, as a way of stewardship. Uh, Now that we know certain things, we can steward God's world a little bit better. We can steward our bodies better, Um, but it is not... Uh, living a completely perfect unhealth or healthy life is not um, the chief end of man. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So with that in mind, um, I wanted to make sure you guys know that I am talking about this out of a passion I have uh, for these topics because um, I have seen change in my life by focusing on some of these things. Um, and I hope it, it encourages you as well. Lastly, I think this is super interesting. I am just really interested in this topic and it might not be to you and that's okay. I don't want my voice to step into your head and act as an authority uh, about what you should be doing. Just like if I had discovered a great way to budget our finances and I was geeking out about it and I shared it with you, that's all I see myself as doing here. Uh, You all have expressed interest in learning more, so I'm taking that that opportunity to share what I have learned, and hopefully uh, you see it that way. So in this first episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about my own hormone health journey. Then I will get into more um, 
Oh, and then how that relates to whole food cooking and, and non-toxic living. And then I, then I will get into what hormone health is based on the book, uh, Cooking for Hormone Balance by Magdalena Wazelki. I can't pronounce her last name, so I'm just going to call her Magdalena. Um, and some of the basics that I have learned from her and um, the things that I live by now. Then I will discuss, describe what I do now and what whole food cooking and non-toxic living looks like for me. So to start in my story, I it started um, I started my whole food cooking non-toxic living journey about ten years ago, when I did the whole thirty for the first time. As someone who knew very little about all the elements of food, like protein, fats, carbs, fibers, the Whole30 was very informative for me to get firsthand experience with what I was putting in my body and how my body responded to that. For those of you who don't know, the Whole30 is a 30-day cleanse or food challenge, I guess you could say, where you commit to pretty much eating only whole foods. So anything that naturally occurs in nature, like a potato or a banana or an egg, um, you cut out things like grains, processed sugars, um, dairy, certain legumes and processed oils. Basically, you are left with eating meats, vegetables, fruits, um, eggs, some nuts and some starches like sweet potatoes and certain oils for cooking. One of the big things I learned with the Whole30 that I um, was that when I am hungry, I need protein. I don't only need carbs, so I should reach for a meat stick and nuts instead of reaching for crackers and cookies. Uh, to something else I learned was that I to feel satisfied in my eating, I needed healthy fats. I needed things like avocados and um, like a good homemade mayo or bacon. Those are all really good um, natural fats that sustained my um, hunger a lot longer when it was coupled with protein. Um, and then I learned things like uh, what foods constipate me, um, what foods don't constipate me. There's just a lot I learned in that whole time of eating whole foods um, that I never knew before. It was just like a, yeah, just a brand new category for me in figuring out my body and what to, what to eat. It was so helpful to learn those things, um, but it was, it felt like a, at the time, it felt like an unsustainable way of life. I think it was because it was like a 30 day challenge and it was more of like a mental game. Like, okay, I can do this challenge. Then once it's over, I'm back to eating all my, my junk food. Um, I don't think that was exactly a helpful, um, helpful mindset. I would later come to find that a lot of those things I had to cut out uh, were going to be long-term changes I needed to make, but the motivation later would be different and more manageable. So fast forward to about four years ago, I was getting married uh, about five years ago now, actually, we're coming up on five years. I was getting married and I wanted to start addressing some of my hormone problems I knew I had ever since I was a teen horrible acne, irregular periods, seasons of unexplained weight gain, where I hadn't changed my diet, exercise, stress level was the same, but for some reason my body would, you know, gain, gain some weight. I had to buy new clothes. It was all a horrible thing. Um, through a series of 
uh, sessions with an, about a year of working with a chiropractor and uh, OBGYN, my OBGYN, I reversed some of my major problems, but was eventually diagnosed with PCOS. In 2019, my PC or my OBGYN introduced me to the book Cooking for Hormone Balance, which completely changed my life, and it started me on a journey digging deeper into hormone health. So, what is hormone health? I put a little um, a poll out on Instagram, and everybody was very interested in this concept of hormone health over just plain old healthy eating. So, I'm excited to talk to uh, to talk to you about it. Uh, the majority of information I have gotten about my hormones is from this book that I've mentioned from Magdalena, Cooking for Hormone Balance. This is not just a cookbook, but the first half of the book has a ton of information on hormones and how they work. And there is even an extensive quiz that you can take uh, in the book to help determine what your hormone balances are. Now you might be thinking, oh, I don't have any hormone imbalances. Well, after reading this book, it became evident to me that most people out there have a hormone imbalance of some kind. Some of the questions in the quiz ask about certain symptoms, which honestly, before starting the whole this whole journey, I thought were just completely normal things that people experienced. Here, I'll read a few to you. Uh, do you feel jittery, unfocused, or moody when you're hungry? Are you tired and wired? Do you have sugar cravings? feeling like a dinner is incomplete unless you have something sweet? Do you experience indigestion, uh, acid reflux, or ulcers? Do you have memory lapses, especially when emotional? Uh, are you quick to get angry? Have you experienced infertility or miscarriages? Do you experience fatigue or burnout? Do you crave salt? See, these things that you think, oh yeah, I'm a sweet tooth. Oh yeah, I'm a I, you know, crave salty snacks. I like those better. Um, there, there are things that, yeah, that aren't exactly, I mean, I don't want to use the word normal, but, um, yeah, things that indicate that you might have a hormone imbalance. Now there's, there's a, it's a huge, it's a huge, um, huge quiz. So I'm not going to read everything, but I thought it was very interesting. I learned so many things in so many ways, um, that I was living that seemed normal to me. But if uh, I learned that if I address the root problems, I don't have to live that way. I don't have to feel angry when I'm hungry, that hangry that everybody talks about. I don't have to feel jittery when I have um, not enough sugar or, you know, too much caffeine. And um, I guess everyone feels jittery when, jittery when you have too much caffeine. But um, just some of those basic things that I thought were just normal human experiences actually can be avoided if you uh, address your root causes. So I will give you a little synopsis of what is in the book. If you are like me before starting this journey, I thought the only hormones were estrogen and testosterone, uh, but there are many more and they play an important role. When I talk about hormones and when she talks about hormones in the book, this is what I'm referring to. Uh, progesterone, cortisol, DHEA, testosterone, estrogens, thyroid hormones, which are labeled T4 and T3, insulin, and leptin. All of these hormones work together in our bodies to regulate blood sugars, liver function, gut function, reproductive function, energy levels, and stress. Magdalena describes our hormone health like a three-legged stool. This was, I think, an 
um, analogy that really helped me uh, understand. The three legged the three legs of the stool are digestive health, liver function, and blood sugars. Throughout her book, she helps you walk through how to address all of these areas based on what you uh, what your specific hormone problem is. For example, I have PCOS. Through the quiz, I identify that I have uh, te- high testosterone, insulin resistance, high cortisol, low progesterone, high estrogen, and an underactive thyroid. Like I said, I was blown away by all that I learned. I thought a lot of what I experienced was normal, so I highly recommend taking this quiz and figuring out what's going on if you're curious. So anyway, based on um, what your specific problem is, in this book, she leads you through an, an elimination diet, a diet to heal the gut, and then uh, food. she like gives you foods to add in and foods to avoid to... Um, to basically keep your hormones in, in balance. Um, so like for me with insulin resistance, keeping my blood sugars leveled is really important. Um, making sure I, I'm detoxing from a lot of uh, estrogen is also very important because I have too much estrogen. Um, keeping my thyroid levels um, kind of you know, level, I guess you could say is important, which has to do with my, uh, adrenal glands and the cortisol. So anyway, she's got tips and information for you, um, for you based on what your specific, um, hormone imbalance is. So one of the big things I learned through this was that our bodies respond to sensitivities and intolerances, or I'm sorry, I should rephrase this. One of the biggest things I learned in reading this book was that our bodies respond to food sensitivities and intolerances, just like the stress from the outside world, like a deadline at work or stressful relationships. When we are consuming foods that irritate our gut, our body's hormone, our response to that is to increase cortisol. So it's saying, hey, I don't like that. And your body says, stress, stress, stress. And it bumps up your cortisol levels. Our body doesn't distinguish between different kinds of stress. Stress to the body is stress to the body. So if our guts are irritated too much for too long, it can have impacts on our adrenal glands. Our adrenal glands are amazing organs responsible for managing and regulating our stress hormones like uh, cortisol. It's the gland in your body that will help you with your fight or flight responses, regulating mood swings, your ability to sleep, etc. You want that gland working well and functioning at its optimal range. Otherwise, you will have ex- you will experience all sorts of problems. The other big thing I learned from going through this book was how much elimination of waste. <laughs> Let's talk about poop for a second. I won't get too much into it, but elimination of waste pooping is uh, great for detoxing the body. The liver is the organ responsible for filtering out all the harmful chemicals that we consume, whether that's through our food, through our uh, skin. Our skin is one of the largest organs in the body. Um, So through our skin, through um, breathing, we breathing, breathing in harmful chemicals, whatever it might be. Our liver is responsible for 
filtering through all of those things. Uh, it creates waste. It helps to secrete all the waste out of your body and dump, it dumps out all that excess estrogen. So it metabolizes some of your hormones. Having a regular and certain kinds of bowel movements a day uh, are crucial for detoxing the body and having um, hormone balance. So one of the fun things she has in this book is, um, well, it's she refers to the Bristol uh, poop chart, I believe it's called. Um, and there's different kinds of stools that you're, you may be familiar with. I'm sure you've had all of them at some point in your life, because again, humans, it's just how it is. Um, but there, there's ones that kind of, it, it tells your poop tells you what, what you're eating, what, and then um, how your body's responding to it. So there's like this middle of the road stool type that um, is kind of like the perfect one, I guess, you know, quote unquote, you could say as far as like, you're not constipated and you're not having, you're not diabetic. And both of those things indicate how your liver is functioning. Super fascinating. Um, and so anyway, uh, track part of this process that she has you go through is tracking your stools, which I think is really interesting. And now as um, a mom, I'm always, I'm always like checking my kids stools. Obviously, I mean, all moms do that. But now that I have this information, it's kind of funny. It's like, Oh, I see they they can't digest that that came through their their poop. Oh, they have that gave them diarrhea. Oh, they that gave them constipation. And I'm just constantly um yeah, checking on my kids and then myself too. It's, it's just really helpful information, I think, to just be constantly aware and be constantly recognizing what your body is doing, um, how it's responding to the foods that you're eating and, and different things going on in, in your life. Again, you can tell I'm super passionate about this. I think it's really interesting. If you guys want to uh, dig more into this, please do buy the book, um, Hor Cooking for Hormone Balance. Um, okay, where was I in my notes? Oh, yeah, having a certain having regular and certain kinds of bowel movements a day are crucial for detoxing the body and having hormone balance. There are many ways to support your liver with food. And she lies all of that out in the book for you. Um, there's certain liver, certain things that help you detox like turmeric, for example, I'm drinking my hot cocoa, my turmeric hot cocoa. And that is one that is great for detoxing the body. Um, and, um, so there are ways that you can support your liver, um, through detoxing things, but also replacing, um, and adding in a lot of hormone supporting, um, foods and then getting rid of hormone disrupting and environmental toxins. So you may, these are kind of like buzzwords, environmental toxins. If you're someone that's at all interested in this, you probably have gotten so many things come across your social media feed or YouTube ads or, you know, whatever it is. And there are a lot of buzzwords out there about all of this, but there are some significant problems with a lot of our products that we consume on a daily basis. There are so many so many environmental toxins in our daily life that we consume that we don't even realize. And they affect our liver, they affect our estrogen, and uh, therefore our waste elimination and our whole body's ability to regulate things. It's pretty in-depth in um, in her book, and it, I think she could, she could even go even more in-depth. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it just because I've got a lot more I want to talk about, um, but I... I'll read a few of them to you here. 
Uh, there are things that are around us in our daily life that you might think, what? No way. But yes, they are, um, they are important to know. They are very important to know. Okay. So things she lists out of what to kind of, um, uh, oh, th- uh, things that we have in our, around us on a daily basis that probably have some, um, toxins are skincare products, body washes, cosmetic, cosmetics, like makeup, perfumes, shampoos, sunscreen, uh, laundry detergents, house cleaning products, fabric softener, tap water, non-toxic cooking or cookware, uh, or I'm sorry, not, not non-toxic, non-stick, non-stick cookware, uh, air fresheners, house dust, plastic bottles, plastic lids on coffee cups and plastic containers for food. Um, and then new house products such as furniture, mattresses, carpet, etc. So you're probably thinking, um, that's like everything in my life. How did we get here? How, how am I supposed, how was I supposed to know that? And how am I supposed to make any changes? Well, I think there's hope. I think there's hope and I have some tips for you and we're going to go through that there. I've got, I've got the season planned out and we will cover a lot of that. Um, I, I do want to speak to anyone that feels overwhelmed right now um, or just may feel overwhelmed in general about all of the information that's out there. Um, so many companies have jumped on this uh, info coming out. This is this stuff has been coming out over the last decade or more, and um, companies have jumped on it. They've made products that they want to sell you, and they are quick to come up with a solution for you. That's what people do to make money, to buy their product. You know, oh, this is a non-toxic. Here, buy this. Um, for someone who might not know much, it is probably overwhelming um, to know what to buy or where to start. And I want I want to help you scale it back. I want to scale it back for you a bit in this season and some offer some super simple concepts to uh, to use as you search for non-toxic products and foods. If you uh, so if you are overwhelmed by this, yes, I get it. I was there. I I remember I was sitting on my couch when I was reading this and I like this is the part of the book that I started crying because I was just so like my entire life has been up to this point and I have done nothing but consumed on like toxic things my entire life. Like, what am I supposed to do? And um, I, ha- I had the meltdown. So I understand. I understand. And I am here to uh, to make it a little bit easier for you. I hope. I am here to uh, hopefully offer some wisdom. I'm ho- Hopefully I'm here to offer you some super simple changes. Um, and I'm hopefully here to offer you a little bit of um, comfort and release or relief from not worrying so much about all this like I did. Like I panicked. You don't need to panic. Trust me. It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so that... Uh, that all ties into the to the liver detox part of uh, of this idea of hormone health and cooking. Um, so finally, in this book, uh, Cooking for Hormone Balance, the author offers a two week cooking plans and recipes for additional hormone balancing work. I personally never followed her cooking plans because the ingredients she recommends 
are either not easy to find if you are not near our not near a whole food store or you don't have the budget for them, which was the case for me. Instead, I found other ways to eat in accordance with my hormones and still eat normal foods that you uh, that uh, you could say. And that is where what I am so excited to share with you. I don't think this is attainable or I do think that this is attainable and possible, but you need someone to share like the insider info to help you navigate it. Um, the, uh, which leads kind of leads me to the next part that I wanted to talk about today, which is what I am doing now and how I live, uh, uh, how I live cooking whole foods and, um, trying to live non-toxically. I am not perfect and there is no such thing as that in this day and age. So please get that picture out of your head as someone who lives a perfect non-toxic life. I had McDonald's for lunch today, everybody. Yes, I did. So um, the many ways I um, I have to stick to this new way of life I have found is, is, is very simple. It's cook whole foods or cook foods from scratch is probably the best way to say it. So let me give you an example. Um, cooking food at my house. I very rarely will go and buy a salad dressing. Uh, I make it myself. I will very rarely go and buy um, like, uh, like a pad Thai sauce. Nope, but I make it myself. Um, I stick to whole foods, like whole cuts of meat, um, whole vegetables, fruits, um, I season things really, really well. I think that is a very important thing in learning how to cook well and still in, or cook whole foods and still enjoy your food. Um, learning how to season things is probably one of the biggest lessons I learned. We use, I use lots of garlic, lots of salt, um, lots of herbs. Those all are, are all things that really help you enjoy these whole foods that maybe you've never enjoyed before, but are actually really good for you. And I think are really, really tasty if you know how to season them well. Um, so that's one of the, my, my biggest thing that I have, I've taken from all of this after all of my initial process of going through many different stages and seasons of life. I've become a mom. I've, we've moved, I've started gardening and I've learned other things along the way where I've landed is cooking, um, whole foods from scratch basically. And then I am, I have done a lot of different changes in my life as far as, um, the products that I've, I've swapped out. So now I primarily use this one company. I'm not going to say the name of it mainly because I am trying really hard not to tell you, go buy this product, go buy this product. I don't want this season to be about that because, um, not everything is about, money. Not everything is about, you know, this company making that money or, you know, whatever. I just, I want you guys, I want to share with you the concepts and I want you to go out and find what it is that works for you. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to promote certain things. I just want to share concepts and hopefully you enjoy them and, you know, can make your own decisions after this. <laughs> um, so I have changed um, some of the daily products like that, my cosmetics, um, cleaners and soaps. We don't use any plastic containers for food storage. So we've switched. Well, actually, when we got married, I 
when we registered, I registered for all glass Pyrex stuff. I, even before this whole journey, I knew I was like, I'm not touching those plastics. I'm not touching them. They've got a lot of um, estrogen uh, disrupting uh, chemicals in them. That's part of what she covers in the book. Um, but I knew that, so I knew that at the time I wasn't going to do that. So I, um, we have all plastic cookware or, or all plastic, and I'm sorry, I'm misspeaking. I, we have all glass of food storage, except for the things obviously that you buy at the store. It's hard to get away from all of it. Um, and then what we cook with, we cook with only cast iron and then um, stainless steel um, cookware. And wooden spoons, very few uh, plastic spoons, a lot of um, wooden spoons for even like measuring cups and measuring spoons, all that kind of stuff. I try very hard to keep that part of um, our life. And then also like my water bottle, I have a um, a stainless steel water bottle and um, no plastic in it. And so I have turned away from plastic as much as I possibly can. Um, Obviously hard to get rid of all of it. Um, but yeah, things like cleaners, um, I've made my own cleaners. I've found products that I really, or brands that I really like. Um, so those are all some of the things that I have done and have changed, um, about our life and what that looks like for us now. Um, another big thing that we, we've started pursuing is we have, um, we've started gardening and preserving our, uh, some of our food. I say some of our food because every year I have these big dreams and I just don't have the time to do it. We've got three little kids and I'm very much needed in, um, around with my kids, very much needed. And so it, um, we did, I did a lot this year. My garden produced quite a bit. I think I canned like 20, uh, 26 cans of spaghetti sauce or tomato sauce of some kind. And then maybe like 10, somewhere like 10 to 15, uh, jars of diced tomatoes. I did a big batch of applesauce. I probably have six jar, big jars of applesauce. I've got tons of pesto, tons of cherry tomatoes in the fridge. Um, gosh, what else? This is, so this is the most I've ever done. This is just like a massive year for me. So I feel really good about it. Um, but it's still not like all of our food. Anyway, the garden has been another big part of our, of our life, our life changes. Um, we now, we moved from the city to uh, a more rural community. We live, um, on one acre it's in town. Um, so I can't even really call my garden organic because, um, we live in town. There's certain rules about that kind of stuff. Um, but we have our own chickens and, uh, we get eggs from our chickens and we've learned how to source, um, our beef from a local farmer, uh, uh, from a local farmer. So we get our beef from, from them. Um, I even have started buying my milk from a local dairy farmer as well. So there's just those bigger changes that we've made, um, that, um, yeah, are kind of just along, along these lines of whole food, whole foods, cooking from scratch, um, and living on toxically. And in the next many, many seasons, I, or I'm sorry, many, many episodes, I am excited to share more uh, specifics with you. So I'll give you a little bit of a preview as to how we or what other topics we will cover. So next week I am going to be covering, or next episode, I'll be covering whole foods, um, what whole foods, what that means organic, what organic is, what non GMO is, and some of those other buzzwords. 
And then the next episode will be non-toxic products. So I'll get more into all of these things that I just kind of mentioned. I'll give you examples. I'll give you recipes, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll give you some DIYs, some um, cosmetics, cleaners, foods, things that you can do, um, kind of like a do-it-yourself thing. I'll give you resources and books I've read, accounts you can follow on social media, uh, any referrals that I think of, I'll uh, I'll get them all together in one uh, episode, so you can um, yeah you can pursue those for your own research. Um, I'll we'll talk about how to do this on a budget because this is one of the major things I've learned um, in the last four years. It's not to sound too I don't know what the word is not to sound too trendy, but um, it is a big privilege. If I can use the word privilege, we are privileged people to be able to, uh, learn this information, to be able to have the resources to do all this stuff. Um, it costs money. It costs money to buy nicer skincare. It costs money to, uh, garden. It, it does. It, I mean, it sounds like it's free, but it's not, um, time resources all of that for someone that has a very little income, um, and no, like has to work full time and put their kids in childcare. Like you can't garden and do your own thing. So it is a privilege that I get to do that. Um, anyway, so all, a lot of this is, um, oh shoot, I just lost my, um, yeah, a lot of this is a, is a privilege and, um, but I do think it can be done on a budget and in a way um, that isn't all consuming. So, um, I'll be talking about that. And then the last, the last episode I'm going to talk about, um, it's titled, does it really matter? Cause I want us to, um, yeah, just think about, think about this in the grand scheme of life. My podcast here these days at home is meant just to be, um, at the end of the day, especially a biblical, uh, encouragement and, I have a lot, I have a lot to say about all of these things. I'm passionate about it as you have probably gathered if you've listened this far. Um, but I do want to put a lot of this in perspective of eternity for us. And, um, so yeah, that'll be our last episode is, does it really matter anyway? Or what does it matter? I have a lot of good thoughts. So stick around for that. And Lastly, um, before I give you the recipe for my hot chocolate, I um, am going to mention that I am going to do a giveaway this season. So stay tuned until the very end of the season. I'm doing about um, eight or nine episodes. I might have a, a bonus episode in here. I might, um, I'm going to have an interview with, uh, with somebody, um, a special guest. So I might have a few, yeah, a a bonus episode, but stay tuned to the very end of the season. And I'm going to be giving, doing a giveaway. I'm going to be doing a give, giveaway of this book, Cooking for Hormone Balance by Magdalena. So stay tuned and I will give you more details as they unfold. So uh, now that we're at the end, I'll give you my recipe for the hot chocolate. Okay. So I, uh, um, I found this towards the very beginning of my, um, elimination diet that I did through this book. This isn't a recipe in the book. I just found it online and I've, ad I've kind of adapted it over the years. Um, so this is a homemade hot chocolate. What you do is you use, um, 
a milk. Um, what you could do if you aren't doing dairy, you can use, um, you know, like an almond milk or a, an oat milk. I bet would be really good with this. Um, and then you have about a tablespoon to two tablespoons, depending on your preference of cocoa powder or cacao powder, however, whichever one you have. And then a little bit of an oil, like uh, I did, I used a coconut oil for the longest time, but now I'm kind of gearing away from coconut oil a little bit because of all the seed oil information. I think coconut oil is considered a seed oil. So I'm trying to kind of stay away from those. Um, so I, I have these little things called cacao uh, wafers they're just like a or cacao butter wafers so they're just like a little thing of butter that ha yeah anyway um i have that in there you could also use just butter if you were trying to stay away from other oils you could use butter um or like a tallow or something um and then there's a turmeric in there and that is the anti-inflammatory piece so I think a whole teaspoon of turmeric, it makes it kind of like a nice golden color. And then a little bit of cinnamon. And then as a sweetener, I use a little bit of honey about anywhere from like a half a tablespoon to a whole tablespoon, depending on the level of sweetness you want. And you just kind of like blend it up either with like a whisk or um, with like an immersion blender. Oh, first you heat the milk. So I heat the milk and then I pour the milk over all of the ingredients and then uh, blend it up and it is just oh it's very good it's a very it's a wonderful like nightcap if you're wanting a nice warm drink at the end of the night and you're not a tea person I'm not a huge tea person um, so this is a great option for me I love love this uh, homemade anti-inflammatory cocoa the turmeric is the part that's anti-inflammatory and also I think it helps liver detox so um, that is how I discovered it in the beginning and I still uh, still love it so there you go. There's your first recipe. Um, so yes, please do uh, stay tuned for the rest of these episodes. I'm really excited to get into more of this with you guys. You can find me on uh, Instagram. I'll be doing polls every once in a while. So um, check me out at harborhome32 on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For daily interactions and more inspiration, find me on the socials at HarborHome32 or my blog, HarborHome32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.